You're now tuned in to the Indie Culture Radio Show with the Fortune 500 marketer, Musa Ali. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Indie Culture Radio Show. I am your host, Musa Ali. And today we're going to be chopping up some real good game as usual. Today we're going to be talking about how to create a religion. And I don't want to spook anybody out. When you hear the word religion, people get real scared. People get real apocalyptic. Whenever they hear religion, the word religion. But um, let's define what a religion is first and foremost. A religion is a set of beliefs that are backed up by action. Nothing more, nothing less. A religion can also be called a culture or a cult or a movement. And being that I'm a marketer, I think about it from a marketing and branding perspective. If you have a business, every business has a brand they have a reputation they have a set of beliefs and philosophies and values and eventually what you want to get to the point you want to get to the point where people believe and believe and align themselves with your philosophy and your ideology and your set of values and then they take action and they buy a product or they buy into your idea And so it's very important to understand these nuances to understand how to create a religion, because a lot of these big corporate giants, and I'm just telling you from firsthand experience, a lot of these Fortune 500 brands, they understand this science to a T. And then it's actually it's actually another movie that I I suggest that you uh, that you take a look at. It's called Branded. It's on Netflix, actually. And it's a real good movie. It's kind of corny. It's kind of corny. That's why. It hasn't really got any good reviews or you don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but it, it, it just drop a lot of science about marketing and branding and, and um, communism and, you know, all of this stuff. And they actually assert in the movie that marketing was created in 1919, 1918 by Lenin to sell the the uh, the people on Soviet communism. He had the workers on one end and then he had the the corporation on the other end and so um he basically sold them on an idea you know so again it goes back to selling people on the idea it's an idea it's an ideology that's backed up by action eventually they voted for the people voted for this and even if you look in germany unfortunately even if you look in germany a lot of these people supported adolf hitler that's what's crazy that's what crazy because they he sold them on an idea, a belief. And, and you know, like I said, these corporate giants, these Fortune 500 companies, they took note of that. And that's why you see after uh, communism and after the uh, Nazi Germany, World War Two, um, after that era, you see a lot of corporations get more and focus more on advertising and marketing and public relations after this era because they seen how effective these superpowers were at selling people on an idea so they just said hey the next step is to just monetize these ideas instead of them taking action in the form of voting they can take action in the form of purchasing products and services and that was the birth of what we call capitalism so it's real deep it's real deep definitely read that um definitely uh watch that uh that documentary going clear and and watch the movie branded 
Also, you want to take a look at chapter 27 in the 48 Laws of Power. It talks about creating a religion or a cult like following. And it, it goes in real deep and it gives you kind of some case studies in history on some of the the uh, superpowers and the leaders and in um, the, the tyrants of, of history who have used this uh, particular strategy in order to gain power. And again, this can be used for positive and negative purposes, but we're doing this on the up and up. This is for empowerment. So we want to empower people and um, definitely we want to do it from a position of love, from a position of wanting to help people and empower people. And that's that's the reason why I give out this information, not to harm anybody. But uh, nonetheless, uh, whether you're going to use this for positive or you want to steer clear of somebody who is implementing this strategy in a negative way. Nonetheless, you do need to know this information. Um, but I'm going to this since this is a how to a how to create a religion for your branding purposes. Um, the one number one thing that you want to do is you want to have a charismatic leader. Every religion or cult or culture or brand has a charismatic leader. Um for Nazi Germany, it was Adolf Hitler. For the Al-Qaeda, it was Osama bin Laden. For Apple, it was Steve Jobs. And everybody has that charismatic figure that's kind of like the prophet, so to speak, that everybody goes to and um, asks for guidance. And he's kind of like the, the, the go-to person or the messenger, so to speak. And everybody kind of follows what he or she says. Even when you think about uh, the L- LDS or LSD or what do they call the uh, the Mormon movement out in uh, Colorado, you had the Warren Jeffs, right? You know, again, these guys these these guys did nefarious things, and I'm not co-signing or condoning anything that they did. But the facts still remain. If we're really being, uh, you know, if we're really being pragmatic about it. You know, the fact still remains that they were the leaders of these movements and people did look to them for guidance. And everything that they did was based on whether what they said was right or wrong. You could use this for positive or, or, or negative uses. But nonetheless, every every religion has a charismatic leader. If you have a brand and you're not uh, a very charismatic leader, you got to go out and find a charismatic leader. You got to go and find a brand ambassador. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he he was very he was very, very skilled at finding representatives for the nation of Islam so that that they were out on the forefront, you know, because he wasn't able to speak well. He wasn't very tall. And so he he got leaders to basically be out there on the forefront. He had the Malcolm X's. He had the Louis Farrakhan's and they were basically his mouthpiece. He wasn't able to do it, so he got somebody who could do it. That's one strategy. But you always want to have a leader nonetheless. Number two, you want to have a book. You want to have a book. You want to have a book or a set of values or commandments or philosophies, whether written or unwritten. But I just say a book just to be comprehensive. You want a book and you just want something that that, you know, that 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 uh, basically lays down your rules how you talk, your language, how you dress, your rituals. You want you want to have all of these things in place. That's what makes a religion, right? Your language, the way you dress, your rituals, your belief system, your values. All of this needs to be either written or unwritten. 
the more organized it is, the more organized your movement is going to be. All right. Now, number three is you want to create you want to set up an us versus them dynamic. This is in the 48 laws of power. I can't take credit for this, but you want to create an us versus them dynamic. And you first and foremost, like he said, Robert Green says, you want to make sure that people who buy into your brand, who buy into your product or service, they're a part of an exclusive club that with common goals. And, you know, to strengthen this bond, he says, you have to manufacture the notion of a devious enemy. And if you don't have an enemy, create one. Now, the intelligent people in the marketplace the intelligent companies, they always create rival brands in house and they basically have those rival, those brands basically compete with each other in the marketplace so they can corner the market and they're not leaving any money on the table. Actually, my homeboy, Great Scott, he talked about this in one of his audiobooks. I can't think of the name of it, but he basically talked about how different brands, they basically manufacture enemies in house. They create rival brands in house. You know, they have an aspirational brand, a higher price brand, and then they have a lower price brand that everybody can buy into. Again, the aspirational higher price product, you know, everybody can't buy into that, but they, everybody can buy into the lower price brand that they have. And that's where they make a lot of their money. at. But you always have to have a juxtaposition. You have to always have to have a dichotomy. You always have to have a good versus evil, a heaven or hell type of situation. It's real deep. If you really think about it, it's really philosophical. But again, a lot of these tactics and strategies, these were taken away from this is corporate America. They were really studying human psychology, uh, social studies. They were really studying uh, uh, Lenin and the, the Adolf Hitler's uh, of that time period, communism, Nazi Germany. And they took some a lot of these tactics and strategies and they put them in basically in the corporate America and basically made corporate marketing as we know it today. But anyway, that's my time, people. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. Everybody go and follow me on Twitter, IG, and on Facebook at I am Musa Ali. That's I-M-M-U-S-A-A-L-I. That's my time, y'all. Peace.